It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk program. Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Dwight McCowan, there's something in the sky I hadn't seen in a while. What What is that? Man, I was on the phone with my wife about 12 noon and said the same exact thing. Right. It's, it's nice to see the sun. My gosh. What? I walked outside about 2.30 this afternoon. We had a fire drill going. I'm like, this is amazing. Sunlight. Put a smile on everybody's face. I know. It really does. Yeah, it it's does. an attitude changer. Yes, it is. Anyway, we welcome you to the show today. Dwight McCowan hanging out with us this afternoon because it's the Thursday version of Leaving the Yard, and this is what we do here on The Fan 107.9 as well as on ESPN 105.9. Feel free to chime in, be part of the uh, the big show. Uh, 903-735-9905 is our number. We'll take your call. We'll let you vent. Tell us something amazing. <laughs> We've got the uh, NFL's championship Games this weekend in the AFC and NFC. I'm excited for those. Uh, I'm not. I'm out the route against our East Texas guy and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, and I'm going to be pulling for Baltimore though. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait, 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 what? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Why? I want that young man to 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 shut up the naysayers. Lamar, you're a Lamar guy. I am. I actually, but I, I, I really like I like how they built that team though. You know, they went the, the uh, unconventional way of you know they, they built from you know from the middle of the field and on down and out with the linebackers. Right. They, just, they just built like a like a team when we grew up watching, and so it's just fun to watch them. They're just physically dominant, and they just they pound people. They do pound people, but that's historically them. Yes, they've been that way for twenty years. I, I mean, love the that. Ray Lewis Ravens were as physical as any team I think maybe since the '85 Bears. I love that type of football, and that's what I. Matter of fact, I called my brother last night and I said, like, "Well, I guess we can go and get our powder blues ready too, since Jim Harbaugh is going to to Los Angeles Chargers." Because uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Jim Harbaugh I fan. I know too. you are. <laughs> I tell you what, I love the powder blue. I love it. I love the powder blue. I heard people the other day talking about uh, they love the Fouts era Charger yeah. blue they wore. Nah, no. I'm Lance Allworth and the powder blue. Is always going to be my favorite uniform. Yeah, I wasn't even a jersey guy when I was a kid, but I had one of those jerseys just because I liked the Did blue. Did you? I love the blue. <laughs> <laughs> got, the, to, got the look, huh? I went to Marshall and, and had on a blue jersey at school. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not good. Uh, you know, and, and I get I get the love for the Ravens. I just – I don't know if this isn't Andy Reid's best job this year. With a team that feels like they're no offensive juggernaut. In Great. the past, they've been blowing people out and were obviously better. They're terrible at receiver this year. Their running game is undersized, but mm-hmm. extremely uh, – they're as efficient as any team I can think of running the football. They've got a Hall of Famer at tight end, and they got a Hall of Famer at quarterback defensively. They're a very good team, but they're not as physical as Baltimore. Correct. I don't know that Andy didn't do maybe his best job this year. You know, they really remind me of his, early, his uh, Philadelphia teams when he had those runs because he never had a even before, I mean, before they had To, but they really had no uh, you know premier receiver. Right. You know, Dumb Nab was throwing that thing spreading around to everybody. You know, you had you had Westbrook in the backfield who could throw the ball right. to a lot and run the football whip, and they had Jim Johnson running the defense was you know, blitzing people like crazy and just bringing pressure. So, to me, that's kind of what they remind me of a little bit. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is, is better than McNabb. I think McNabb is very underrated. I agree. Um, but, you know, as time went on, he's kind of one of those, one of those names that people just forget about. Yep. But I think those teams that he had like that was kind of similar. Obviously, this Kansas City team is probably better than that group, uh, but just kind of similar with the receivers who struggle to catch football. But the way they just developed, especially those last, you know, three or four weeks because – Going to the playoffs, man, they were looking real sketchy. Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. they just finding ways to win. And that's what but that's what championship teams do is, you know, when you win a championship, I don't think people understand when you win a championship, be a part of it, it just it's a belief that comes where it's like we just expect to win. And so, you know, some of your weakest teams, you know, you you're struggling, you're struggling, but you just find a way to get it done and that's what they're doing. I didn't think they'd get through Buffalo. I, I thought they'd go into Buffalo <laughs> and would not be able to Buffalo finally was gonna have their year yeah. and they would win. And they would get into the AFC Championship game, 
and finally slay the dragon that had been, you know, harboring over them for how long now? The last at least five years. Well, yeah. the last five years, but the last two times in the playoffs, Great. games they should have had won that they let get away from them. Kansas, I don't know if it's just Kansas City matches up so well with Buffalo, and so that's just a bad matchup. The Bills can't get through them, or if your point is Kansas City's been there so many times, there's never a panic. There's never a get outside of who they are. You just do what you do. We're going to win at the end. Well, if you watch that game, and, and I remember at halftime, you know, I was like, as sometimes my, my coaching head kicks in on those is when you're the better team and you look up at halftime and we haven't separated from them, that's when I start to get nervous. Like, yeah. why, why aren't we separating from these guys? Why is it still so close? Because, again, when you play those type of teams, once they just hang around, hang around, hang around, and then all of a sudden plays start happening. Because really they should have put that game away if, if yeah. Nicole Harmon didn't reach the ball out. Right, that's and, right. And, 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 you know, lose the football. You know, they were just letting them hang around because – Buffalo was just running down their throat first half. Kansas City had no answer for the running game. They were yep. just pounding them. And uh, and you're looking at it like, man, they're going to just kind of pull away. And I remember coming back at halftime, I'm like, they did not separate. And so it's a, it's anybody's game. And you get a close game like that, you miss a field goal, they, things like that happen. All right, so we got four quarterbacks left, none of whom have the experience that Patrick Mahomes has. Right. We've got Purdy, mm-hmm. who's – you know, until he got hurt last year, his first time out mm-hmm. had a nice run, but not games at this level. Correct, correct. He didn't get to play really. We have Goff, and the Rams didn't win their Super Bowl with him. They had to make the move before they could get Stafford to win a Super Bowl. Correct. So this is as far as he's ever been. We got Lamar, who's got a couple MVPs now in his pocket. He'll have this one, but I think we're as far as he's ever gone. Yes, it is. And you got Mahomes. Who this is old hat? Yes, I, I, there's just something about Kansas City that makes you feel like of the four teams, Detroit's the America's team story because oh, it's man. the great everybody wants to see. Oh man, oh. you know Campbell and his team do amazing things. Can they pull it off? Yeah, <laughs> Lamar's the MVP kind of guy, and as you said, a lot of people respect the fact that this team was built the way it was built, yes. and it's his turn maybe. Yeah. San Francisco's been knocking on the doorstep for the last few years and can't quite get over the hump to finish it. Oh yeah, and then there's those guys in red who who show up every year and six or eight championship yeah. games. And I, I I think they're kind of under the radar, which is stupid. But they are. I, I still think I just think Baltimore's an overall better team. It's not saying they're going to win a game because I I thought I thought Buffalo was going to knock Daddy them too. off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just think I just think Baltimore's the better team. I just think that they're going to wear them down. It's a war of attrition. Uh, it's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a, a one possession game. It really, you know, comes down to who's going to make a turnover, force a turnover, things like that. The thing that Baltimore wor- it worries me about Baltimore is that their cornerbacks aren't very great, right? Um, but the but the great for Kansas City yeah. aren't. So if they can bring apply pressure, you know, it's it's going to be the, you know that's how the game would turn out. But um, same with Detroit. Detroit's cornerback play is not very good. Uh, obviously, I'm pulling for Detroit too. I really, I really like their coaching staff, what yeah. they've done, and how they built that thing these last few years. It's be cool to see those guys get into the Super Bowl. Now, I want to go back to Kansas City for okay. a minute. If I, if I'm Baltimore and I'm playing the Chiefs, I don't know why at this stage teams won't put a double on Kelsey. Why won't you bracket the tight end? And I know it's unheard of, but if I'm looking at the guys on the outside. Uh-huh. Can my corners stay with the guys on the outside, man on man? Because it feels like I can. Yeah, you know, I think that's where to me, coaches don't want to admit it. Some coaches they try to be too smart for their own good. Hey, man, your ego, man, just just don't let that guy get the football. No, that guy can't. <laughs> just, that guy can't get the ball. You know, you, you this this isn't like the Patriots yeah. where you couldn't double Gronk because Brady was so good with the guys Edelman and those guys that yeah. he had. He used. Not necessarily Hall of Fame caliber receivers, but he made them so efficient in that offense. They complemented Gronk so well. Correct. You couldn't really double Gronk because those other those little guys were going to kill you. Correct. Dan- Danny Amendola and and Edelman, those guys were just they were killers. Kansas City is none of those guys. There's not a single guy I worry about that I think, oh man, this guy's going to tear us up. But Kelsey is, and if you're playing where Kelsey's getting. A linebacker on him, you're dead. Yes. You can't run with him. And if he's got a safety on him, you can't tackle him. I, I feel like if you well, bracket Kelsey and take him out of the game and make Mahomes have to do something else, it's your best chance to beat Kansas well, City. Well, this is where Baltimore feels they make 
you know, they're going to say strength on strength and say, well, you know, because they, they, they didn't bracket nobody on San Francisco when they played them. You know, right. they saying my backers can cover them or they saying our safety, you know, Hamilton can cover them. They now, I feel like they might be feeling like they're not worried about it. Um, but see, with San Francisco, Ayuk and, and Debo and Kittle you mean, and McCaffrey, yes. you've got four weapons you can't really double. Correct. You're, you guys got to man You're saying they don't have it, so go do it. I'm just I'm just looking from a standpoint. He's probably saying, I'm, again, this is where the ego comes in. I'm not going to change my scheme. You know, we're going we're gonna to do what we do. And it's like, hey, man, it's called coaching. It's make your adjustments. Yeah. If that's the guy that can hurt you, we're not letting that guy kill right. us. Right. You know, that's, that's what I would do as well. Um, I'm gonna assume they're not gonna do that. No, I would think be so. My guess they're gonna right. do what they've been doing the whole year and, right. and, and roll what they got. <laughs> and, and you can't argue with them. No, to be honest with you, if you look at all their games, they they I ain't saying they should. I mean they lost, but they 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 have a uh, argument. They could be undefeated right now. They've sure. had three games they lost with two games that they lost when they played their starters, where they just just honest just blew the game. Right. You know, late in the game against it Pittsburgh, happens. and yep. it's like, what are you doing? Yep. Um, and obviously they lost the last game of the season. They benched everybody, but um. They have an argument. They could be. It could be seventeen and zero. You yep. know, right now. But um, I bet you, I'm gonna guarantee they're not gonna do that. They're gonna, they're gonna play what they've been doing the whole year and just say, "This is our best. We're coming at you with our best against your best." Which I disagree with it. But so does the key to this. Then Kansas City's got to control Lamar. If they control Lamar and don't let him run all over them, they have a chance to steal this game. Well, I don't even, I don't even think he really looks to run too much. He's, he's doing. They do a good job of running those crossing routes and things like that. I think the biggest thing to me. It's just they got to rally and tackle. Yeah. You know, they got to rally and tackle. If, if even he breaks the pocket, you just got to rally and make tackles with him uh, more so than worry about him running because he's really running the football. He's running, he's moving in the pocket to make passes, and then he runs. He's not even. It almost is like he's running half speed. He's just getting his yards and yeah. he's getting down. Yeah. And so, I really wouldn't be that biggest concern about him running because he's he's sitting in the pocket. He's throwing the football. It's about just rallying and making tackles and and trying to keep them from scoring seven points. Uh, try to hold them to field goals and things like right. that. So I just I don't. But the same breath, can can't see to put enough points on them. You know what I mean? Because Baltimore defense is good lord, they're just they're just suffocating. So you're talking to me like a game that's twenty four twenty one. Yes, I don't think it's a high scoring game yeah. at all. Not uh, at all. That makes sense because they're um, Kansas City's defense is legit too. Yes. So I, I can see it being, and I and I don't know that Baltimore has the ability to go for thirty plus against Kansas City I anymore. Think, I don't think they can either. So um, we may be looking at low scoring and a. You know, punch in. I haven't looked at the weather in Baltimore to see what it looks like. Probably cold. You would expect cold, <laughs> which which even lowers the point totals that much Correct. more. Um, but I, I I just have this gut that Kansas City is going to get it done. Is going to get it done again. And is going to end up in a Super Bowl again. And my my hope is Baltimore Detroit. Um, I I don't really want to see a Kansas City San Fran. I just I just don't see how Detroit. You know, I'm pulling for. I just don't know how. I don't know how they can stop San Francisco. Well, we'll come back to the gotcha. NFC, but I'll, but I'll do this. What's the best scenario if you're the NFL? Uh, well, it, you you would want Kansas City in the Super Bowl just before because obviously they they they're the team that everybody knows, and obviously the Taylor Swift thing, right. and things like that. So you want Kansas City. It doesn't matter who. Probably be Kansas City and Detroit. Probably the best the best story. Best story. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the easiest one to sell. Correct. I, you know, Shanahan's fine in San Francisco. Kittle's, but but Campbell's the story. Absolutely, D- Detroit and 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 that coach is the story in in the NFL right now. And other than other than as you said, Taylor Swift. Correct. Detroit, Kansas City. I said this the other day. They opened the season on a Thursday night. They would close the season in a Super Bowl. That's got so much wow factor to it. And it wasn't a fluke that Detroit beat them. They, no. They beat them. No. At their place. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And and so you've got that going. I don't know that anybody wants the best two teams in the league this year in the Super Bowl, in the NFL office. Baltimore and San Francisco just don't have the sex appeal Correct. factor that Detroit and Kansas City have. Any way you can find a way to get Detroit in it, that's going to be huge. Yes. Just just for the NFL alone. I mean, zero and sixteen, the struggles, um, their first playoff win since I was like in the fourth grade. Yep. Um, Second one in like <laughs> sixty years, sixty-five years. Um, I remember watching it when they beat the Cowboys. You know, when they hammered the Cowboys at the Silverdome. You know, and so that's just set long ago. And so I think that is probably the idea they will love. All right, NFC's coming up. We'll come back and talk to Detroit, San Francisco. We're counting it down just a few days until the NFC and AFC championships. Dwight McCowan in here today. We got more going on. A uh, Another local kid gives a uh, verbal commit. 
we'll come back and talk about that for a minute as well and probably try to get him on next week too. Quick break. We're coming back 15 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard here on the Fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. Want to vote in Texas but wonder if you have the right ID? You can use a Texas driver's license or state ID card, even if it expired in the last four years, or a military ID, passport, or handgun license. Or you can use a current utility bill or paycheck if you sign a form at the polls. For more info or free help getting an accepted ID to vote, call or text the Vote Writers Helpline at 866-ID-2-V-O-T-E. That's 866-ID-2-VOTE. Or go to votewriters.org. Hey, Joe, I thought you were retired. (laughs) Living on a fixed income is tough. So here I am, an essential worker. I know. I mean, food prices are going up every day. Thank goodness for BenefitsCheckup.org. Benefits what? BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free website where people over 60 can find help to pay for food, medicine, even utilities. I got $1,200 a year in benefits. Maybe it can help you. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from, they can truly thrive. Like Marta. And now we'll hear from our class valedictorian, who with our hard work never ceases to amaze us. Please welcome Marta Moreno. And Alex. Hey Alex, how did the interview go? I did it! I got the job! I can't believe it! I knew it! Let's meet up later to celebrate. And Diego. Mom! I got first place at the science fair with my volcano project. That's amazing, sweetie. Congratulations. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished, and everyone deserves to live a full life. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Feedingamerica.org slash act now. A public service announcement brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. This is Leaving the Yard, Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack. Chuck Zack. Presented by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Alrighty, welcome back. 19 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Check Zach Dwight McCowan. 903-735-9905 is our number here on Leaving the Yard as we uh, walk you through Thursday afternoon or for the uh, Rewind people, Friday morning. That's right. That's right. Good morning. That's right. <laughs> You're late. Get up. Uh, the uh, NFC. We left the AFC. Pretty good conversation about where we thought that was going. The Detroit Lions are I, – I, I posted on a social media thing yesterday. Growing up a Packer guy, my brother, just for being annoying, was a Viking fan. I don't <laughs> think he actually was. Just to but mess with you, though. Just to mess with the rest of the family. He was a Viking fan. My grandfather actually was uh, from Chicago. Okay. So he was Bears fan. Okay. My dad and I were Packer fans, and then you know the rest of the immediate family were Packer fans. 
I could never root for the Bears, ever. Love my grandfather. I understand that. But it was the Bears, yeah. and it's a heated rivalry. I could never root for the Vikings because my brother was a jerk yeah. Yeah. for our entire life. Just on principle alone. No, just on that. Yeah. But I never really had any animosity against the Lions. Well, because they weren't really good. That may be it. <laughs> you know, it's not like it was the, the Favre-Rogers era of we own the Bears. Yes. The games with the with the Lions, while not very good, tended to at least have not been really ugly, except for when Ndamukong Sue was there, kind of Great. stepped on one of our guys' heads. The rest of the time, I, I just didn't really have any emotion about yes. the Lions one way or the other. Here are the Lions. And I posted on the on social media today, can't root for the Bears, can't root for the Vikings, but I'm actually rooting for the Lions and their fans to get a chance to experience a Super Bowl. Absolutely. I mean, again, like I said, they, cause they haven't been very good. I want to say it was some kind of crazy stat maybe a couple years ago that Detroit hadn't even beat Green Bay in in Lambeau. And it was some years. I remember when they it was finally – yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've just been down. I mean, even they had Barry Sanders, like I said, what – 90, what, 91, 92 yep. when they you know won a playoff game and they got blasted by Washington in the, yep. in the NFC Championship game. So it's been that long ago. Um, they really haven't been relevant. And so you 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 understand for their fan base, you want those guys to have an opportunity. And to me, how they how they rebuilt it and how the organization gave Dan Campbell the time to rebuild it. You know, they start off struggling, obviously. You were thinking, man, please don't fire the guy. And right. I remember the owner comes out and gives him the backing, and, and they just kept building and building, and that's what they did. I watched the interview that he did the day he got hired. Oh, the, oh, the, the kneecap, kneecap thing. Yeah. But also part of that video was him walking around the practice facility in Pontiac. Uh-huh. And with the owner and the general manager, and was so emotional about having been given this opportunity Correct. that, and you know, as a, as a fan in the division, you've heard guys before. Like, We're going to go. Our big thing's going to be to beat the Packers. Uh, and Campbell was kind of a cartoon character with a bite the kneecaps, and we're going to knock us down. We're going to get up, bite your other kneecap. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, this is kind of goonish to say, Great. whatever. And then listening to his one one of his early team meetings, they had put on pads earlier, I think, than the team was ready to start hitting. Great. And he stopped practice, or at the end of practice. And he basically justified what he was doing and why. And for a team that was 0-16 a year or two before, you got no reason to complain about anything this coach is doing. But the guys were unhappy about hitting early. And he, he made it a point to say, I know you don't get it, he said, and I know you think I'm being a jerk about it, he said, I care about you guys more than you know. Yes. I I don't nobody I'm not trying to get anybody hurt here. Yes. But we have to tackle and we have to block and we have to be tougher than the other teams that we play because at the moment we're not better than they are. Great. We've got to be tougher than they are. And while you may not like this, we can't win if we don't improve here. And this is something we can do to improve. I can't get you the best players in the in the league here today. We didn't draft those guys. They aren't signing here. Yes. But you're here, and we can be better if we do this. And watching the faces of the guys, mm-hmm. you kind of got the sense that this is the first time a guy who was able to communicate with them communicated how they could improve. And that was big. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think people don't understand. They, they, I think people overestimate X's and O's in coaching. Coaching is really about can you can you motivate your guys, whatever level it is, just to play hard. Right. And once he established that, hey, it's like, listen, this is what our identity is. This is what we're going to do. And it's pretty much one of those. He didn't say it, but it was like either you're going to get on board with this identity we're doing or you're out of here. And it's not that you want to run them off, but you're just trying to establish this is what we're going to do, guys. And obviously him being a player helps as well. But he understands that this is how we have to play until we get those big guns that come in here, those major free agents right. and things like that, those game changers. You have to 
make it a physical game. And so I think those guys respect. I th- I've, I've learned that people, no matter who you coach, if you up front and honest and just tell them what it is, they're going to respect it more. They might not, they still might not like it, yep. but they're going to respect it. And that's what, that's what most young coaches need to understand is, is when you go in there to a job or to your team for the first time, you're not their friend. You're not, you're not going to be their best nope. friend. Now, eventually they'll, they'll be comfortable with you and they'll come talk with you because they're going to respect you. But, you're not their friend, so you need to establish, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, I may be a jerk right now, but that's not what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get the best out of you. And you have to get that. Sometimes you have to be a little bit tougher on people to get the best out of them, and that's what he did. You know, I, I, I listened to that, and I thought about two guys. I thought about Jimmy Johnson. Yes. I thought about Vince Lombardi, who both took over bad programs when they got there who basically had to gut these guys down to you thought you're all the, this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you're not with the program, you're taking a walk. Yes. I don't need you here. Correct. Cause this, this is what we have to do to get better. Taking the chance and, and trading away Matt Stafford, who had been the face of that franchise yes. other than Calvin Johnson and, and probably in Dominican Sue. Correct. He was the face of the Detroit Lions. He was active in the community. He and his wife were involved in everything. He would. I mean, we, we've seen the video of the game where he basically got knocked to the place where he couldn't even move his yeah. arm and wouldn't come out, came out long enough, and there was a timeout or whatever on the play. He, he came back on the field when his coaches are trying to keep him from going back. He said, no, no, I can go, I can go, and threw a, a, a touchdown pass to win a stupid game for yeah. a bad Lion team. He gave everything. And so when you see a team say, that's our guy, but we can't win with that guy only on our team. Great. We've got to make moves that are going to allow us chances to get more bodies in here who are going to help us win. It was amazing to see Stafford win a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Great. I felt bad the way he kind of got treated coming back to Detroit, even though – it was a playoff game, that's, that's, but that's, it is what it is. And that's just fans being fans. It's just you can control. But that's a team that took such huge risks mm-hmm. to try to get better, and here they are now one game away from maybe going to a Super Bowl. Who doesn't root for them? Absolutely. And and, and I remember when they made the trade, you know, it was one of those things they made the trade. It was one of those where it's like, hey, you, you have to take a small step back to take two you know two steps forward. And that's what they did. It was, yeah. it was that long-term goal, hey, if we can get – you know, get the trade, get the draft picks and things like that, yep. and we can start to get some more talent around here. And I know people, I know most people thought that they was just getting golf as a, as a, as a stop plug and, and going to, you know, get rid of them. I, I really never thought that. I thought they were going to try to try to see if they can rebuild a guy and um, get a running game. Because that's when he was a strong point was, it, it's, it, with the rounds is where he could he could hand the ball to Ty Gurley or go play action pass and things yep. like that. And so now, obviously, you know, they go get, you know, the Gibbs, young, the Gibbs kid and um, – Players like that who they who are Swift, surrounding him, yeah, it's Montgomery. like you you put guys around him. You can hand the football off to, and then you go play action pass, and you can throw the football a little bit downfield. And obviously, he plays even better inside, you know, in the dome. And um, they really just built the team around their identity, which is physical play, and that's what they've done a good job of. And you find guys that other teams aren't seeing. Yes, what what I'm on Saint Saint uh, Saint oh, yes, Brown. Right, yes, I mean think about this guy. And that dude's, that dude's special, man. He is so, – before he got in the league, did you ever hear of him? I know he was at USC. That's ball I read, but didn't think much of him, though. You know, His like, brother hey, was yeah. in Green Bay. I never even heard yeah. of the other guy before. I, I think he went to USC, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, just like yeah. – and, and all of a sudden – Lighten it up, man. He's a guy that isn't in the conversation for casual fans. But if you watch the game close, you're like, they can't stop that yeah, guy. Yeah, guy's a player, man. He's open. He's tough. He runs hard after he catches the ball. He blocks. But, again, that all started from day one when he brought him into practice and they wasn't happy about yep. in the past. It, 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 I'm telling you, it's, it's the core values of their team. Yep. And I know people laughed at him, and, and it was funny, the, the first press conference, but she was like, you're watching it, and it's like, that guy has a plan. You might, you, you're looking at the, the cartoon animation about it. Yep. Dude has a plan, executed plan. Went and got his coaching staff the, way, the staff that he wanted who's going to play the identity they have, and they've just built that thing the correct way. 
And that's why I like them in Baltimore. I love to see them both because I just feel like those two organizations, right. not saying those ones haven't, but the way they built their teams is just is, is, is pretty cool to watch. Well, and San Francisco has pretty much done a lot oh, of the yeah, same those, thing, like, other those, than bringing in McCaffrey. Those, those guys just loaded, and it's yeah. just unreal, man. Well, you know, they brought in McCaffrey, but they're, they're just stacked, man. And, and Trent Williams, when they when they brought him oh. in, yeah, they're, just, they're just loaded. Well, I don't know if Detroit can beat. San Francisco in in the Bay. I don't know that they can go on the road and win this. They may be a year ahead. Yes, it may take I them another year to get back there. I agree. It, it's it's like, well, you you know the process. Getting in's the first thing. Yeah. Winning the game's a second thing. You're going to take a hard loss as a third thing to realize what it takes to get over the hump to win. They may be the one year away right now. Yeah. NFC is down, and I mean they just they hit it the right time. And, yeah, and, and, and you know it got they called Tampa Bay because Philadelphia is a walking disaster. Uh, and it just you know things happen for a reason for them, and it just it broke their way to this year so far. This is a bad NFC right now. NFC's terrible. I mean, <laughs> this so is a bad. bad NFC. It's almost like the when I was a kid, the AFC was real bad. They were. And the NFC just dominated yes. for, for for years. Well, you know? when you had you know Dallas and San Francisco and and uh, Green Bay were all really good in the nineties, yeah. and the Giants were good in the, the early nineties. The Redskins, yes. I'm sorry, the team in Washington was great. I yeah, mean, those no, guys were all of them. Legit. Yeah, yeah, no, no question about it. All right, we're gonna take a break. We've got uh, about twenty nine minutes till top of the hour. Leaving the yard, Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. As we uh, work our way through, we're getting last show before the conference championship games. We're trying to get those uh, out of the way. We got a uh, obviously big coaching news that happened just at the end of the show yesterday. And a lot of movement and shaking today. A couple of more coaching positions yep. uh, fired up today and, and filled up today. Let's take a break. We're coming right back. Leaving the yard. Here on the fan, 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. At 1079 The Fan. Window. Just for listening. It's as easy as one, two, three. One. Grab a window sticker for one of our sister stations from sponsor locations or from us at a sticker stop and put it in the lower left corner of your car's rear window. Two. Go to TheFan1079.com. Register your license plate and listen for us to announce your tag number. Three. When we do, call within 10 minutes and, and claim $100, $100 cash. That's how to window. From Texarkana's local sports leader. 1079 The Fan. For 100 years, Arkansas State Parks have offered endless outdoor adventures and treasured places to connect with nature, family, and friends. Whatever kind of outdoor fun you're into, you can find it at 52 parks around the state. Enjoy world-class mountain biking trails, scenic hikes, year-round fishing on sparkling lakes, and much more. It's time to get outside and celebrate a century. Find your next adventure today at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Animals are languishing in U.S. shelters, especially dogs who look a certain way. These dogs are just as deserving of loving homes as any type of dog, which is why we decided to help them get out of kennels. Join the thousands of supporters of our mission to help us expand our national reach and proudly place more dogs from kennels into their forever homes. To learn more about our mission, please visit us at kennel2couch.org. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
Now, now, here's the four states weather forecast from 107.9 The Fan. It'll be mostly cloudy tonight, low of 44, partly sunny tomorrow with a high of 65. 70% chance of showers likely tomorrow night, thunderstorms also possible late with a low of 49. And Saturday, 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, high of 58. Listen anytime on your computer or smart device through our website or with the Texarkana Media Center app from the Google Play or App Store. Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9 is presented by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Welcome back. We got 25 minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach Dwight McCowan with you this afternoon and this morning for those of them on the rewind. Uh, 903-735-9905 is the number. Uh, all right. We've worked our way through a little bit of NFL stuff, coaching news all over the place. Uh, obviously, yesterday's last minute breaking story of Jim Harbaugh yes. taking the job in Los Angeles kind of set the tone. Uh, today, Atlanta hired Raheem Morris. Yes. As their head coach, which means we're down to Washington and Seattle. I'm pretty sure we know Washington. He's coaching in the NFC Championship game, probably. Probably. (laughs) He'll be one of the Lions coordinators, we think. It may be be Aaron Glenn, maybe uh, uh, Ben Johnson. I'm going to lean to Ben Johnson. Yeah. One of those two is probably going to get that job. Um, Seattle hasn't done – yeah, they're been. hiring yet, which if you're a Cowboy fan, I guess you're hopeful that may mean Dan Quinn's not going to get that job, and maybe Dan Quinn comes back, um, which really feels like Dan passed on a chance maybe last year to be a head coach because he thought he had a team together to come back and, and maybe go all the way. And then, well, they didn't go all the way, and if Seattle's job dries up on him, He's going to be a man when the music stops and the chairs are all filled. That me, he may end up finding himself coming back to Dallas again, and that may not be where he wants to be this year. That's why if it's a job open, you take it if you really want it. Don't don't hmm. don't think about next year and what can be. You think about what's there now. Yep. <laughs> I've learned that in the profession. Hey, you take that job. Well, um, I the the I'm you know I'm happy for Raheem Morris. Obviously, you know he, he got the Tampa job when he was a younger guy. Yeah. Um, and he just wasn't ready for that. And I can speak to that myself personally because my first job I wasn't ready for. And you think you are, and you're really not, and your ego don't probably won't let you say it until you get a little older. What convinces you you're not ready? What part of I'm not ready do you recognize first? When I look back at it, um, yeah. just the everyday, you, you think about all of a sudden, all you think about is the X and O's, getting practice ready and things right. like that because you're an assistant coach. And you're you're dealing with so many other things, you know, the traveling, the scheduling, Kids with grades, teachers, administration, and parents. Oh, parents! Don't even get me started on parents. That's what's about to run me out of it. So, you know, you those things there. It just doesn't have you ready. And so, the same way with him at Tampa, he just I just don't think he was ready for for all those things. And now he's been a coordinator for years and been a Super Bowl coordinator and 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 get a chance to do that again. I think, and he's been an interim head coach as well. Uh, in Atlanta, and so I feel like he's probably more prepared. Obviously, he needs to get a quarterback. Right. Um. But but that team is really loaded. He's just a quarterback away, and you feel like that. And and so I will say he's more prepared. So I think that's a pretty good job. You say him. they're just a quarterback away. I say that. <laughs> you, you, that's what you're thinking. It's, um, it's the hardest thing to yeah. find. And that conference isn't very good. Again, that's one of those. Right. Hey, I'm making a phone call to the Chicago Bears right now. Hey, man. You know, how about bringing them back here to Atlanta? You know, that'd be probably my bet to, uh, to go at it because that, that again, that division is it's right there for the taking. The NFC South. The division's not great. They're sitting at eight in the draft, which means you're not going to get the top third quarterback. No. Probably you may be down to number four in the in the draft if that's. Hey man, that's possible. One of, you're trying to look and find a way to. If I'm them, I'm trying to find a way to go get Harrison Jr. I know it's almost impossible to do. Hey, we try if we can get Justin Fields. Let's try to find a way to get in there and get this guy. Well, if you get Justin Fields, you're giving up that eighth yeah. pick in the draft. Well, that's true if you trade him to the Bears. So, <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> got to find a way. You, you got to find a way to get him. Which I don't really think they need many more playmakers. I mean, they're stacked. They are stacked. The they're stacked. They've got so. guys. All right, so you're the Chicago Bears. 
do you, do you trade? Do you really feel like Caleb Williams is a great upgrade to Justin Fields and I'm ready to start all over again with another new quarterback? And this is where if I'm the Bears, I'm not. I just I feel like the draft is one of those things for fans where it's that hope. You know, it's like that lottery ticket. You, right. you, you don't really know if you're going to win or not, but you feel like you're going to win. And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, like, oh, I didn't win. But I was told, you know, so to me, it's just that you, you, you wishing on a star, you know, because – Everybody thinks, you know, this guy's the next big prospect. He's the next big prospect. But if you got a guy that's been in the league grinding and maybe he hasn't had the success, but you can see where he's getting better. Right. Hey, that's I would keep rolling with that, but that's just me. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the other end of this out on why if I'm the Bears, I'm moving Justin Fields. Because I'm about to get whoever it is on a rookie contract. Yeah, you want to reset the for clock, the yeah. next four or five years. Great. And I don't have to worry about the What's going to? Pro- I mean, I don't know what Justin Fields is going to command. If he's going to get forty million, if he's going to get forty-five, I doubt he's going to be at the top end. But if I'm his agent, I'm not settling for less than forty. Oh, absolutely. So I'm, if I'm I'm committing forty million a year for the next four years to Justin Fields, it really hampers my ability to bring in talent around a guy. I could start with a rookie quarterback. I can trade fields and get another good draft choice, Atlanta, and get eight. I've got my pick. I've got Carolina's pick, pick, and I would have Atlanta's pick. I'd have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, and I could put two more (laughs) young guys around him, and my window just went from I have a big hit on a contract coming up in a year to I don't have to have a big hit on a contract coming up for four years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If if, now – the Bears, they're, they're gonna they're gonna trade him. They're gonna they're gonna take Caleb Williams one. I'm not, I'm not seeing nothing wrong with that, especially when you can reset the clock. And then you go get Marvin Harrison Jr. And to me, you go get another offensive player. And I mean, presumably on the offensive line, sure, that's when they can block for yeah. these guys. And then you can rebuild it from there. Um, and obviously, in that division they're in is a little bit tougher. But are you nervous about the fact that Caleb Williams basically wanted the Bears to guarantee? that they were going to trade the pick before he was going to come out. Like he's almost saying I don't want to go to Chicago. Well, no, I don't blame I don't I don't think that because if you know, if you're the Bears, you have to say, well, you know, take a step back and look in the mirror and say, well, we we haven't been a good organization for quarterback. So, I mean, sure. we have to we have to sell him on, hey, we're going we're we're going to it's going to be different with you. And and if I'm him, I'm the same way like I don't want to go there. I mean, right. look what they've been doing there. Um, but I mean, he has no choice. I mean, I'm taking him if I'm them. That's that's on you, buddy. You're here, so let's go play. You tell me, I got to play in Chicago. I got to play in Green Bay. I'm a California guy right now, and you're telling me I'm gonna have to play in the Midwest in the snow. Well, aren't, aren't there talks of them uh, building Chicago? a new stadium? Yeah, and, oh yeah, hey, man, out in hey, the suburbs. Can we get a dome here? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need a dome here, man. That's, that's true. Yeah, they that's, got one. That's, they got one in Detroit. Yeah, that's. I would be leaning toward. Hey, can we got one Minnesota. Everybody's got a dome except for Green that's Bay, right. Chicago. Like, hey, yeah. can we get a dome here? You know, you that's see what the, re- the reporter who made the mistake of asking Todd Bowles about that. Yeah, I actually yeah. felt really, really bad for that guy. <laughs> it was, it was I, a woman. I, I thought, I thought, I thought Ty Bowles handled it so well. Um, me being sarcastic as I am, <laughs> I know I would have said something really slick and, and smart, not mean, but just been saying something really silly. But he for those who, very well. for those who don't know, may not have heard it. Last week before Tampa Bay was getting ready to play Detroit, mm-hmm. and they'd had such cold spell going on up in the Midwest. A female reporter asked Todd Bowles in his press That's conference enough. early in the week, like Monday, what are you doing to prepare your guys to get ready to play in what's supposed to be 13-degree weather yes. on Sunday? And, of course, as you said, Bowles was very classy in he, how he handled he it. He had a little smile on his face. Yeah. He he didn't embarrass yeah. her worse than her question embarrassed Correct. her, which he could have. Correct. Because, obviously, they've been playing in Ford Field for a while, which is domed. Yeah. She apparently missed that, though. All you do is smile and say, yeah. you know, like you did. We're playing the Dome. I appreciate that. Though. The only time we're going to be outside yeah. is going to and from the bus. So That's I it. think we'll be all right. We'll be good. <laughs> appreciate your concern, though. Yeah, no, it's, and as a reporter, you feel like the biggest idiot who ever lived. Like, yeah, you, I can't you, believe I didn't realize that. I'm the type of person, I, I feel bad, for, you know, embarrassed for him, too. You know, again, <laughs> but I know I'm kind of a smart, you know what, so I, <laughs> I, I may pop off and say something funny, though. But that's just me. I've always been like that. I was I used to get in trouble in class because I would say silly stuff all the time. You should so. yeah, you, you keep playing it up even more. Like we're taking extra boots and extra we layer, we gloves. Up. We're layering up for the game and just 
I will probably say somebody it. around her is, and you can imagine her writing the story yeah. saying that, where everybody else is going like, "Yeah, I'm layer. We're gonna layer up so we get off the bus and walk into our <laughs> locker room." I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, but we thank you for your concern. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, we got a couple of head coaching jobs in field. Harbaugh to, to uh, Los Angeles. Raheem Morris. Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. the defensive coordinator in Miami, who was the highest paid coordinator in the NFL last year. Great, great pickup for them. Fired by the Dolphins. Philadelphia sniffing around him. Yes. Eagles getting Vic Fangio may be bad news if you're a Cowboy fan. A lot of pressure coming if they get that guy. A lot of There's, exotic blitzes. You're not kidding. <laughs> and they got a dose of it when they played the Dolphins. A team that fired their D.C. in Philly and their O.C. Yes. Let Sirianni keep his job, but all the guys around him are out looking for a new one. Well, I'm telling you right now, if I'm a coordinator, I'm taking that Philly job because oh. that, dude's, that dude's on a hot seat anyway. He may be gone midseason if they come out struggling. And you're taking <laughs> over a unit that's got a lot of talent on yes. either side of the ball. Yes. I know that's a bad way of looking at it, but if, you, if you're a guy that's inspiring to be a head coach with a good team, like, hey, I go be a coordinator over here just in case this thing I, burns down. I may be interim by yeah, week eight. You doggone right. There you get go. A chance to show my skills. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming right back. Last segment next here on the Fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. You're listening to Leaving the Yard. The Bush Guide: Cold and Smooth Survival Skills. For a successful stint in the great outdoors, pack accordingly. Place heavy essentials near your spine for stability in rough terrain with light items near the bottom. Now, you may be wondering, where does the bush light go? In your stomach. Bush. Head for the mountains. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023, Anheuser-Busch, Bush Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. When I turned the key, I just wanted to run. As a working mom, chauffeur for three kids, and an active church member, our family car must be safe. So we count on 3DD Automotive. Their ASC Master Techs are dealer trained with years of experience. Their garage is so neat and clean. Whether you need general maintenance, drivetrain repair, brakes, or alignment, call 903-716-6610 or stop by and meet the family at 3DD Automotive. South of town towards Atlanta on Highway 59 South. In Arkansas, cancers of the lung, breast, prostate, and colon are the leading cause of cancer deaths. Yet simple screenings can save lives, helping doctors find and treat cancer early. If you have a family history of cancer, you need to start screenings even earlier, because cancer screenings can never come too soon, only too late. To learn more, visit cancer.uams.edu. Sponsored by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and UAMS. Guess who? It's me, your radio. So today we're going to go to the email bag and answer some of your questions. Let's start with this one from Mike. He writes, Dear Radio, I run a small car dealership in town, and I'm looking to get more customers. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Mike, to be successful, you need to reach out to new customers. Radio's reach is number one, and radio's ROI is the best of all media. You get more bang for your buck with me, your radio. Okay, our next email inspired by Fluffy, the boss's cat. It's from Beatrice. She writes, I like my cat Precious to be clean, so I bathe her often. The problem is she takes too long to dry. Do you have any suggestions? Beatrice, we checked with some cat experts. They all said never throw Precious in the clothes dryer. And if you think using a clothes line is better, not so much. Visually hilarious, might go viral, but not the right thing to do. Could be a catastrophe. Find out how Texarkana Media Center can help your business grow with radio. Go to TexarkanaMediaCenter.com for more information on radio advertising. Unlock your potential with adult education at University of Arkansas Hope Texarkana. Elevate your future with more than just a diploma. Their GED classes, career coaching, and workplace certifications pave the way to success. Whether you prefer day, evening, or distant learning options, they can cater to your schedule. Join them at 601 Hazel, Texarkana, Arkansas, inside probation and parole. Call Director Pam Warren at 870-774-4414. Don't wait any longer. Your future is calling, and they're waiting to guide you every step of the way. When you're looking for insurance, finding protection close to home is always better. After all, who's most likely to care about you? Somebody at the other end of an 800 number or someone close to home? If you need a competitive quote or just have a question, please call or just drop in and see us. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. 
Visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. Keeping you updated on happenings in the Twin Cities, this is 107.9 The Fan's Community Calendar. Track African American Committee is hosting the 23rd annual celebration of African American Artist Exhibit, Reflections, Dreams, and Hopes, January 30th through March 16th, every Tuesday through Saturday from 10 until 4 at the Texarkana Regional Arts Center, 321 West 4th Street, Texarkana, Texas. For information or tours, call 903-792-8681. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 1079 The Fan and ESPN 1059. Brought to you by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Alrighty, welcome back. Ten minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. A little uh, basketball talk before we uh, escape from here. By the way, I, I mentioned earlier we had a, a, another local player that's uh, done a verbal commit. We talked earlier in the week about the fact that uh, uh, Lance Jackson has decided to head down to Austin, uh-huh. where you would have mind have been on, uh, last Saturday. I would have loved to be there. But Pretty good place to yeah. be, but uh, he's heading there. Uh, today came word that uh, Arkansas high quarterback Nate Wall is uh, looking like he's going to stay in the state. I think playing at Monticello, being a bull weevil. Yeah, that's Division Two, right? I believe yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. going to try to get Nate on next week. Haven't had him. Congratulations on since to that young man. Another kid getting a chance to to keep playing. The D one guys, the the Lances. You know, from freshman year on, those yes. guys are going to get yeah, a chance yeah. to play. It's just a matter of where do they choose they're going to go. I knew that when I had him in fifth grade. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there was little doubt he was going to yeah. get a chance to move on and yeah, play. Yeah. Uh, when, when you see the brother and the dad and <laughs> it, all of that that goes with it. Even, but, uh, even the mom, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But uh, uh, So congratulations to both those guys. There's yes. more that are constant, but uh, we haven't had a chance to get an Arkansas high guy over talking about uh, his yeah. recruitment process. So we'll try to get Nate in, in the next week or so and, and visit with him. Basketball quickly, uh, Arkansas University of just was obliterated in Oxford last night. I watched it. Oh, why? Uh, I just happened to nest on TV that night. Uh, you know, everything was a blowout, so I just kind of clicked on there. And well, that was a blowout too. Yeah, watched uh, Arkansas. I have one of my one of my players is a big Arkansas fan, so we we talk basketball. So I'm like, let me watch a little bit of this University of Arkansas, so I can talk to him about it tomorrow. And then um, I clicked on there, and it was it was not very good. I just told him I was sorry this morning. I saw a guy on, and I'm just going to call it Twitter because saying X just makes no sense. So Great. on Twitter, who who said uh, this year has been the worst home loss in the program's history, um, the worst loss in the program's history, the biggest margin of defeat to. Ole Miss, I think, ever the biggest loss to Auburn. I mean, we're starting to pile up superlatives that are in the wrong oh, direction yeah. for the University of Arkansas's basketball team this year. And I there's not going to be a whole lot of heat on Musselman. Correct. Just because I mean he's been successful. He's, he's been just, successful. Just one of those years. And he's had and, and what he's done is it feels like he found a bunch of guys to bring in that just don't work well together. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, I would almost willing to bet if you if you were inside that locker room, there is some there is some turmoil going on in there with some egos and, and and guys who just don't gel together. I mean, they they beat Duke at home earlier in the year, and you know things just started going downhill. Once things like that started unraveling, I'm I'm pretty sure they're probably not the best of friends. It's just me guessing. Um, that it hurts it and it just goes downhill from there and, and it's hard to get out of it and it's probably one of those things where I'm not saying he's ready for the season in but he's probably ready for the season in. <laughs> I would think we had Billy in here yesterday. I would think Saturday's game against Kentucky. Oh gosh, is either going to be the nail in the coffin, or they're going to come out and play or, the game of their life, or it's, they're it's, going to save the season. Yeah, on Saturday, and that may be the way Musselman's doing practice today and tomorrow. Like we're either we're gonna be at home. We got embarrassed at home our last time out here. We're either gonna come out and we're gonna be Arkansas, yeah. or 
Well, you're finna get embarrassed. I'm ready for the season to be over. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things. It can either go, hey, we can play. And even if we come up short, we come up short. Or or we can just come out here and get our doors blown off. Right. It's really up to you guys. And that's kind of what I would tell them. Like, that's that's – that's on you. That's one of those things that when people always see you the day before a day of game. Hey, coach, you ready? Why am I ready for? I'm not the one putting right. shorts on That's the right. plane. That's these on these guys. I oh, did they, my oh, work yeah. on the day before the game. Hey, they got to be ready to play. And so right. I, I'm pretty sure that's what he's probably telling them. But yeah, that thing is that thing is went downhill quickly. Uh, just tough shocking. Stuff to watch. It's and it's amazing. It, it's a good point about it. It went down here quickly. That kind of program, basketball in particular, when you're one and dunning. You got guys who are really good, and they go off to play at the next level, and mm-hmm. aren't there four years? Are there maybe one, sometimes two? Correct. And you got to keep replacing them each year. You get a group sometimes like this that you thought individually they all were really good, but you found out well, but they don't pass well, or yes. they don't defend well. They're all good shooters, yeah. or they might be good athletes, but they or they're, they're all good, good athletes and they don't players, shoot yeah. or whatever it is. Because every one of those things is this year's team, unfortunately. You know what I've been discovering lately is, and it's it's going it's to mean I'm going to sign the old man on this one. The, the kids' basketball IQs are just not super high, even like from the, some of the high level players. And so I'm sure he's probably getting those guys in, and it's like you can't run an offense with some of these guys because they don't know and they're just they just want the ball in their hand. They want to they want to dance with it and get it to the rim. And it's like, hey man. This is what structure we're running. Right. This is what we're doing. Either you can flow into the system or you can't play. And he's probably got a bunch of guys who just can't play in the system. They're well, probably used to just doing their thing. And, and the other part about basketball IQ is really on defense. It, it, oh, it, gosh, it, preach, yes. yes. I mean, oh, we gosh. can talk about the offensive side in basketball IQ, but defense is you, you've got, you anticipate. Yes. You anticipate what's happening and you see what's happening mm-hmm. and you you don't react, you act before proactively. Correct. Whether it's double teaming and helping, whether it's switching, what it doesn't feel like these guys have any clue. No, you know, and, and just 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 common sense on who's the scores and who are the threats and who are not the threats. Right. Why, why are we closing out to a guy who's not a threat? Right. You know, it's just, right. you know, those are the things that that drives. I know it drives me up a wall. You know, I'm sure it does him the same way. I'm sure that's what he's dealing with. I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost positive those are the things that he's dealing with behind the scenes. In the NBA, Milwaukee fired a coach with 30 <laughs> wins and 13 losses. That's another behind-the-scenes thing that we don't know about. 43 <laughs> games into a season where you're the number two seed in the East. And you tell a coach this isn't working. You know, it was weird. I mean, me and my stepdad was talking about when they made the trade, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, mean, I haven't watched a ton of them yet, but I'm not surprised they struggled defensively. Just off top, when you when you trade one of the best defensive guards in the Drew league, Drew Holiday, and you bring him in for a cone on defense, but he can score it, Damian Lillard. That right there is gonna that's gonna shoot you down right there off of defensive efficiency. So when I heard when they were struggling my defense, I'm like, you don't think so? I mean. You, you you took a team where you that's what you you know you made your your calling caught on to you were a team that we got to outscore people that's yep. that's the decision that you made and that's kind of what they didn't understand in my opinion well and and I think it's not just that one because it's three levels of guards because Grayson Allen was there last year yes he's gone he's in Phoenix yes they had another guy who signed as a free agent I think in Chicago who was defense first. Mm-hmm. He's gone, so you didn't just lose one guard. You lost three defensive stalwart guards, replaced them with offensive-minded guys. Scoring's up, yeah. but you're getting burned every time down the court. You can't stop the ball. So again, and that's one of those. Those are it's going to be great for the playoffs. I mean, great for great for regular season because yeah. you're putting up buckets. But when the playoffs come, and then we're starting to scheme you. Oh, this is what they like to do. Right. Oh, we'll shut those points down now. Sure. Can you get a stop? They won't be able to get a stop. I, well, just, I just can't see it. Unless they make another, another deal here. And, and trade deadline's coming yeah, up. And you expect – I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what defensive guards you can find right now that you can work in the rotation. You might be able to get you know, a, 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 a P.J. Tucker back. You you need those type of de- – Tough guy. Yes, that's, yes. But still – you got guard issues right now trying to defend, and I don't know where you're going to find a defensive guard. Yeah, good luck stopping Boston. Can you up. get Malcolm Brogdon back? I loved Malcolm Brogdon. He's a very good player. I, I mean, he was a, one of my favorite. Yeah, a very good guy player. that most people don't know. Yes. But who is a dove on the floor, made the pick, made those, the pass. Those are championship guys. Kind of like, uh, was it, uh, what's my guy name on the Nuggets last year? He, he got paid this year, uh, Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. You you need those type of yep. guys. I know everybody talks about the stars, but you need those type yep. of 
glue guys. I know what it'll take to get Brogdon back in Milwaukee, but <laughs> move whoever it is. All right, we're out of time. Last words, my friend. And uh, just uh, have a good weekend. Uh, looking forward to these uh, championship games. All right, you got Lions and Ravens. Lions and Ravens. I got Niners and Chiefs. Football fans, enjoy it. You got two weeks left. We'll probably both be wrong. We'll get one of each. All right, we're out of time. Back again on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, you've been listening to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan here on the Fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. If you missed any of today's show, hear it again tomorrow morning at 7 on 107.9 The Fan or on demand anytime at thefan1079.com. KCMC and KTFS Texarkana.